This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. One welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And uh, hopefully you had a chance to take in Guards Fest last weekend at the Huntington Convention Center. Man, we had a fun show with Tristan McKenzie, Bo Naylor, Xavier Curry, and Will Benson all stopping by to join us in person. And uh, it really was a good time. And again, hopefully you had a chance to get down there if you have kids. Hopefully they had a chance to uh, visit with some of their favorite Cleveland Guardians. It was truly a special day last Saturday. We're back at it today, and in a little bit, the second half of our show, we'll get a rundown on the Hall of Fame voting that was held earlier this week. Scott Rowland, the only player to be elected, not on the Veterans Committee, but on the normal voting process. So the former third baseman, longtime third baseman for several different teams, including the Phillies, Blue Jays, uh, Cardinals, and Reds, Uh, He will be headed to the Hall of Fame, inducted this July in Cooperstown, and we'll get all the insight from Hoinsey on those who didn't make it as well as why Scott Rowland did. Also coming up on our show in just a little bit, we'll hear from Will Brennan. He was in town at Guards Fest. We had a chance to catch up with him last week. But first, we check in with Ahmed Rosario, who had another stellar season. That is back-to-back outstanding years for Cleveland after being acquired in the controversial at the time Francisco Lindor trade, but what the Guardians have received in return has been their double play combination. Rosario at short, Andres Jimenez at second base. Jimenez now a gold glover and an all-star starter a year ago, and Rosario as steady as they come and certainly has filled a vital role leadership-wise in that clubhouse, all at the age of just 26 this past season. And he had, while not career numbers, pretty close in a lot of the offensive categories, but what he meant to this team, the way he plays, certainly went a long, long way to their surprising success in 2022, and he'll certainly be counted on at the start of this season as well. We had a chance to catch up with him at Guards Fest along with translator Augie Rivero. Always great to have Augie along too. And uh, here's how that conversation went with Ahmed Rosario. Ahmed, obviously a, a year last year, one of the most enjoyable you've had, and, and you've had some big league seasons under your belt uh, when it was all said and done in terms of just excitement and, and a team playing well. 
Sí, creo que sí. Creo que algo que me ayudó a tener ese año fue la salud. I think so, yeah. I think so. It was a great year because what I always say, the important part is to remain healthy. As long as you're healthy, you're able to show everything you have to offer in the field. And I was lucky to have a healthy year. And so many young players on the team. You're a veteran, and, and you're not <laughs> that old yourself. Um, but I know a lot of players said you were a positive influence on them from a leadership standpoint. Uh, where does that come from, and did you feel that from them? Yo creo que ese, esa experiencia y ha sido anteriormente como yo estaba rodeado de muchos veteranos. I think that comes from the opportunity that I had in the past of being surrounded by so many superstars in my previous team. So that kind of like you, that rubs on you and you learn from that a little bit. And that's something that I don't think much about it, but it just comes out naturally. And your situation, really, the last two springs, uh, they've moved you around a little bit. And it took a, a little while before you settled in at short, but each year you did. What is that? What message does that send to your teammates, how you handled that, which wasn't always an easy situation? Bueno, creo que... This is such a beautiful game, not to, to miss the opportunity of being on the field playing. So whenever you have an opportunity to play, I feel that's the best to, to make the best of. So obviously having the chance to be there and help the team, that's kind of like the best uh, feeling. So there's no point in putting your head down and complaining for what's happening. Just be thankful that you have the opportunity to play and be in the game. Eventually you settle in and yourself and Andres Jimenez form just a tremendous double play combination, both offensively and defensively. How enjoyable is that when you, when you get that relationship going with someone who, who's having the type of season that you were having too? Sí, es muy bonito. Yo and Jimenez lo vengo conociendo ya hace un tiempo. It's very unique. I have the chance to know him for a long time, even before when he started signing with the previous team. So he's really nice. He's a great player. So it's incredible to see the year that he had. And when you look at, at getting ready for this season, uh, I know you spent a lot of it down in Tampa. Uh, what do you try? What what makes you prepared for spring training? How do you know when you're ready to go? Bueno, creo que la preparación, la preparación que tengo este año. Somehow the preparation that I have so far makes me feel that I'm like ready, ready for the season. So. And last year, I think from the outside at least, a lot of folks felt it was a surprisingly good season. Uh, expectations this year. How excited are you? to see how this team could come together based on everything that happened a year ago. Me siento bastante contento. Creo que si nosotros seguimos, si continuamos lo que hicimos el año pasado, creo que vamos a tener una buena posición. I'm really motivated and very excited for what's yet to come. Obviously, we keep doing who we are. I think we're going to be in a good spot to compete during the year. That's Ahmed Rosario, Guardian shortstop, getting ready for spring training in just a couple of weeks. So, too, Getting ready for spring training is Will Brennan, young outfielder who came up at the tail end of last season, ended up making the playoff roster and starting several games. What a surprise he was at the end of the year, and we'll talk to him about it and what's on tap for the future when we return after this time out on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Those are sports sounds. And people love sports so much, it makes them pay attention when I say, drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. And we all know how sports fans feel about big saves. What a save! See what I did there? Save is also a sports word. So save big when you switch to Progressive. Ooh, that's a golf clap. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. 
When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The right-hander checks second, comes to the plate. The pitch banged up the middle. There's a base hit into center. Gonzalez will score. On his way to third is Jimenez. And Will Brennan in his second major league at bat. As his parents and grandparents with smiles from here to Kansas City. Four nothing Guardians. And Will Brennan now 108 RBIs in 2022. One of those in the big leagues. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Last weekend, a lot of the players were in town for Guards Fest over at the Huntington Convention Center, including rookie outfielder Will Brennan, one of 17 players a year ago to make his major league debut, the 24-year-old out of Kansas State. Brennan has done nothing but hit since the Guardians drafted him back in 2019 out of Kansas State, and this year was no exception. The 2022 season in the minor leagues, splitting time between AA Akron the first third of the season and then spending the bulk of his year at AAA Columbus. Brennan hit 314 with 13 homers, 107 runs driven in, throw in 40 doubles and some stolen bases and some pretty good work in the outfield. And uh, you had yourself really one of the, the top minor league seasons of any player in uh, the International League, and he was called up at the tail end of the season, finally got that opportunity, played 11 games down the stretch with the Guardians and hit 357, made the playoff roster and was a key certainly in the postseason as well. We caught up with him at GuardFest, and here's how things went with the always entertaining Will Brennan. You look at everything that happened last year, and, and here we are on the just the cusp of a new season. And, and how often in the offseason did you look back, not only personally but team-wise, with everything that happened and, and think, wow, man, that was quite a year. To definitely be able to reflect upon everything that happened because it happens very fast. Um, I'm a big journaler, so I wrote a lot of the feelings that I had. I wrote that down. Uh, you reflect for a little bit. You talk to your family, talk to your friends. They grill you with questions, give them some good answers, and they just want some insight. But there's definitely a time where you turn the page on all that and you prepare for the next year. and. Um, you know, people are always going to come up and ask, ask questions, but I'm free to answer those. But we're preparing for the next next year to come. And when you look back at, at your path to the major leagues, it seemed like last year you, you proved it, then had to prove it again and keep, keep proving it day after day, and then finally got that chance. As much of a, a mental thing for you to, to keep moving forward, even though you were putting up good numbers, to, to be patient for the call-up? Oh, yeah, because you cannot – you can't look at yesterday and you can't look at tomorrow but you can look at today and if the more you look at yesterday the more that you'll fall in love with the past and it's only going to create you know it's going to create false identities in your head about who you are um i definitely prepare in the now prepare with everything that was going on i remember things that happened in the past but i'm definitely preparing for you know what's to come and when you look at 
at that type of, of mindset. I imagine you have to have that, and, and you've been pretty consistent throughout your, your minor league career, but were there some things last year that that allowed you to kind of make that last step and, and really progress? Again, I think it's what you said, that mindset of having to prove. Um, this game, you're always going to want to keep proving. Keep proving people wrong, keep proving people right. I just remember talking to my family about just, you know, force their hand kind of deal, and that's just kind of how the game operates. You force their hand until you make them make a decision to put you in the right spot that where you think you belong. Um, and absolutely, there's going to be some tough times with that. I, you're in double A, you're in triple A, you're doing really well, and you think that you should be up there, but that's just not the right mindset. You shouldn't be thinking about, oh, I need to be here, here, and here. You just need to be thinking about where your feet are that day, and results will come if you're thinking about the team, thinking about winning, and then individually you'll you'll succeed and keep pushing and proving people wrong, and then you'll get put in the position where you think you're going to be. So you make it to the major leagues, and uh, it goes well. You, you swung about well right out of the chute. Um, what do you remember about those first days that, that really stood out that maybe you weren't expecting? Just the relationships, you know, with everybody in that clubhouse. Um, you know, it's, everything just happens so fast, and they know that it's your debut, and they know that they're going to come up to you, and you want to. I want to ask them questions about how to handle it and what to do and where to go, but they were just like, take it slow. Um, make sure that you soak this in because this is this only happens once. And I'll never forget, you know, first hit, obviously, is cool. I got to point up at my family, and then obviously my, my mom was going ballistic. Uh, she got recognized in the streets of Chicago the next day. Um, definitely special. You what know, happened there, Kay? What, what happened there? What, oh, and, and the, when she was walking around, she just was walking around, and people were like, oh, that's that mom of, of I guess, the, the guy who made his debut yesterday. And she's a very quiet individual, so it was very funny to be able to give her some – some crap about that uh, but definitely embracing my family after being very emotional having my grandparents there having my mom and stepdad there uh, was was very special so I'll never forget those moments and moments to come are going to be pretty cool too. So you go home and uh, guys do different things in the winter time to get ready for spring training how about you what's your routine where do you go and and why does it work for you? So I took I took about a month off did some traveling um, hung out with friends and family and my girlfriend and then came back home and got right to work kind of split time I work out at Lifetime Fitness and then I go work out at a place called Home Field in Kansas City shout out to them they're they're the best uh, who else works out there Patty Mahomes name drop works out there nicely done yeah um, but I've been working out with a few guys that are still in the minor leagues and uh, we've been working out there the last four years you know if it's not broke, don't fix it with all the people. And obviously it's working out with, with the good people that I, uh, that I hit with. And we push each other, compete every day, because you, you can't take a day off from competing. And, yeah, we, we work extremely hard. And being from Kansas City, it's kind of get overlooked by all these other guys. And, but here we are. We're here on the map. So, now Obviously uh, the things you did at the plate were impressive. What else do you do to try and show this club, hey, I need to be a part of this from the start this year, and, and here's what I can do, not only at the plate but elsewhere? Just gotta, again, we got to just prove ourselves. Uh, spring training will definitely be the thing I'm, I'm very focused on right now, uh, focused on those games, just getting those at-bats under my belt, trying to get back to the feeling of, of you know, feeling good in the box to be able to, to – catapult me to make this roster and make this team but all facets of the game have to be hit I know that I'm gonna have to you know 
potentially being a, a fourth or fifth outfielder on this team. I'm going to have to be ready to pinch run all the little things that I may not have focused on in the minor leagues just because I knew I was going to be put in positions to at least go out there every day. And so I have to prepare as if I'm not going to be going out there every day, and that's okay with me. So, again, whatever this team needs for me to do to win, I will be that person for them. So, You talk to players on this team, and they genuinely enjoy the people they go to work with every day. Yep. Uh, why is that? What's going on here that's so good? I don't know. It, it might stem with you guys, too. It's You know, you guys aren't a bad interview to, to talk to. <laughs> um, but also, you know, it's – the, the Guardians do a really good job of, of just drafting good people. Um, you know, we all have the same goal in mind. We all have the same goal to reach the big leagues, and now the goal is to win a World Series. And um, all of us know that and understand it, and the only way to, to do that, to put up with each other for 162 games, is to, you know, get along and have fun. And if you don't get along, then I don't think you're going to be – very welcomed in this clubhouse you know I'm, it's a it's a great group and you'll find your spots to to take some shots at people and have some fun but there's also time to work and and this this group knows that and we're young we're the t-ball team i think that might be the new thing um but Wait, what the t-ball team you know like t- kids are young playing t-ball that's us out there led by Tito like we're always going to have a chance to win led by him and we just have a great clubhouse it stems from him it's just the leadership up top trickles down uh the vets get it and our vets are 28 years old which is unbelievable to say so what does it mean to you I know to you it might mean more than to others playing for Tito yeah no it means a lot uh man one of the most polarizing successful people in the entire world of of coaching and managing like He's up there with Bear Bryant. He's up, I mean, he's, he brought a championship to Boston that was the longest drought in the history of, of Boston Red Sox, like, you know, history. So um, being able to play for him and all the successful Hall of Famers that he's coached, all the successful big leaders that he's coached and mentored, uh, it's a dream come true because, you know, that eight-year-old in me is going absolutely nuts right now. So You mentioned T-ball, eight-year-old. Uh, you were here for, for Guards Fest over the weekend, and um, it looked like wiffle ball. You were owning it pretty well. Did, did, you, did you show those kids a thing or two? Yeah, I was trying to, to you know, coach them up. I don't know if coaching's in my future. Um, but definitely afterwards, you know, every time I would say, okay, do this, they would hit it, and I guess that's coaching, you know. Uh, but, no, it was a lot of fun out there. The kids are great. Uh, the community of Cleveland, the city of Cleveland, like what a, this is just a great event to get them out here to interact with us, to get to know us on a human level. You know, we're not just people out there swinging a wooden stick and, you know, throwing a ball around. We're humans too. And and this gives us an opportunity to, to showcase that. So that's guardians outfielder, Will Brennan, and uh, a lot to look forward to as he heads to spring training in a couple of weeks to get ready for the new year. So much optimism among everyone on that roster as they get ready for the 2023 campaign. Stay with us. We'll talk Hall of Fame voting. It took place earlier this week, and we'll visit with one of those voters, Paul Hoynes from the Cleveland Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com. That's coming up after this break on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This has been a really fun offseason because I, for once, I'm wearing two shoes. You know, I'm able to do some things and 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 get revved up because I wanna be able to enjoy the challenges that come with what we're doing because we don't know what's gonna happen. And I think to do it right, you gotta have a certain amount of energy. And, and these these young players have helped energize me. There's no getting around that. Um, I'm excited to see what we can do. Shoot, we start in like three weeks, so it's coming quick. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Great to have you along with us for baseball talk on the radio as we inch ever closer to the beginning of baseball on the radio. Spring training style, our first broadcast, February the 25th. The spring training opener in the Cactus League, traditionally against the Reds, and this year no different. The teams will play in Goodyear on a Saturday afternoon, and you can hear that game beginning at 3 o'clock right here on the Cleveland Guardians Cleveland Clinic radio network. So we look forward to that. It will be here before you know it. Well, earlier this week, the 2023 Hall of Fame voting results were revealed, and this year, out of the current group that was eligible, Scott Rowland, the former third baseman for the Phillies, Blue Jays, Reds, Cardinals, he is headed to the Hall of Fame. He'll be inducted in Cooperstown in July. He was the only player elected in in the voting results announced earlier this week by the BBWAA with 76% of the vote. You need 75% to get in, and he just made it. Those that were close in the voting, Todd Helton, the former outstanding hitter and really all-around player for the Colorado Rockies, just missed he received 72% of the vote. Billy Wagner, one of the great closers of his day, had 68% of the vote. Fine outfielder Andrew Jones had 58%. Then it falls off a little bit. Gary Sheffield with 55%. Carlos Beltran, 46%. And Jeff Kent, who played some time here in Cleveland, was at 46% on his final year on the ballot. 
two players who were suspended during their careers for PED use, Alex Rodriguez and Manny Rod, uh, Ramirez, they both did receive a substantial amount of votes at 35% for A-Rod and 33% for Manny, but uh, obviously a long way to go. Omar Vizquel fading with some off-field issues. He's down to 19%. And the rest of the group that uh, did receive enough votes to stay on future ballots, Andy Pettit, Bobby Abreu, Jimmy Rollins, Mark Burley, Francisco Rodriguez, and Tory Hunter. The group of players who received less than 5% of the vote, one notable who had some time here in Cleveland, and it was extremely memorable, Mike Napoli, party of Napoli's one vote for Napoli for the Hall of Fame. So he is now off the ballot, but whew, 2016, that one year he was here, certainly endeared himself to Cleveland fans, both on and off the field. Knew how to have a good time and had a really, really good year uh, in so many ways for that outstanding ball club back in 2016. So there is your Hall of Fame voting results from earlier this week. We had a chance to catch up with Paul Hoynes, the longtime beat writer for the Cleveland baseball franchise, whether it's Indians or now Guardians. Hoynesy with Cleveland.com and the Cleveland Plain Dealer, and he informs us that this spring he will be starting his 41st year covering the ball club, and he always fills us in on his vote, how it went, what he was thinking as uh, one of the select few who does get an opportunity to vote. And before we delve into that, much more pressing issues to discuss on the events of the week with Paul Hoynes. Hoinsey, great to have you along. Have I pulled you off the police blotter beat uh, in terms of uh, Tito's missing scooter? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we were talking to uh, we were talking to Tito last night at the uh, Greater uh, uh, Greater uh, you know Greater Cleveland uh, Awards Banquet, and he was telling us about the the scooter has been recovered and uh, it's up and running again. The uh, Cleveland Police found it returned it to a progressive field. So I guess all all's well that ends well. Man, whoever did that must have felt awfully guilty. <laughs> yeah, hey, I guess whoever did it, they said he pushed it about two miles, you know, because they, they couldn't turn it on. <laughs> he got a workout with whoever he was. Oh, what a thing. Well, hopefully that, that it doesn't mess up Tito at all for the coming season. It's great to see him uh, over the weekend at uh, Guards Fest. Seems like he's feeling good, and um, you've been in this game a long, long time. Uh, sometimes they say managers don't make a difference, but I think in the case here, uh, that would couldn't be further from the truth. It just seems like he makes such a big difference for this club when he's healthy and, and managing well. Oh, I, you, you hit the nail on the head there, Rosie. Um you know, I think uh, having Tito in the dugout wire to wire is is a huge advantage for the Guardians and a big advantage for for this roster being as young as it is. Well, we'll talk about some former players now. Let's um, go right to the Hall of Fame ballot results. And uh, we mentioned at the top, Scott Rowland, the only one uh, selected this year. Uh, your ballot, did, did you agree with so few making it just based on, on what you've seen uh in, in prior ballots and maybe what's to come, that type of thing? You know, uh, Rosie, I, I wasn't surprised. I, in fact, I was, I, I was happy that at least one guy got voted in, you know, just uh, by the, the way the vote was trending. I thought, you know, Fred McGriff might be the only guy 
you know, uh, being honored in July at Cooperstown. And, you know, he went in on one of the uh, veterans committees in December. Uh, so I was happy that, that Roland got in. It just seemed like uh, this ballot, you know, there wasn't a guy that, that really jumped out at you. There was a no doubt about it. And if you look back last year, uh, you know, Big Poppy, David Ortiz was the only guy to get voted in by the writers. So, you know, uh, after, you know, a trend where the writers voted in a lot of people, you know, I think, uh, you know, since, this, since the ballot has been cleared a little bit, you know, uh, Bonds, Clemens, Schilling, Sosa are off it now. They, they fell off last year because of, you know, they expi their eligibility expired. So, I you know, I think the the ballot is kind of wide open now, and and you know I I you know I would not have been surprised if no one got elected. You voted for nine. You can vote for ten. Uh, you decided to vote for nine. In terms of, of the other eight that you voted for, who was the biggest surprise that that you voted for that did not get in? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Well, I, I'll just run down the list for the, for who I voted for. Perfect. I voted for Helton. Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, uh, Francisco Rodriguez, Gary Sheffield, Viscal, and Billy Wagner. And when you look at that list, that obviously Helton was closest and didn't get in. Uh, just missed by about 3%. Uh, surprised that he didn't get in? Because it seemed like there was some pretty good momentum for him. Yeah, I, I think uh, the momentum is building the right way for him. Uh, for Rosie, he missed by 11 votes. So, you know, you needed 292 votes to get in. He got 281. Uh, I think he gets in next year. You know, he still has eligibility left. So I, I think next year, you know, that will give him the push. I, I certainly hope so. And it always seems when his name comes up, people mention the fact that he, he put up numbers playing his home games in Denver. Fair or not fair? You know, I, I kind of held that against him. I'll be, I'll be, early, I'll be honest, uh, you know, when, uh, when he first got on the ballot. But the more you look at it and the more you read stuff about how altitude really affects players, you know, so his 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 road numbers are still pretty good. You know, they're still, you know, I think, you know, kind of on the, the, you know, elite. So I think going back and forth between altitude and, and you know, the sea level, wherever you, you play, you know, the rest of your games, it's difficult. And I thought Helton, you know, was really consistent. It just, you know, he posted every day. I think uh, – I think, you know, the, the rap of Coors Field probably gets overblown a bit, especially with the hitters. Jeff Kent, you had a chance to see him play here for a little while, and it seems like he's a lightning rod for not getting enough votes. People think, hey, you know, this guy, numbers-wise, maybe should have more. Um, and it was his final year on the ballot. Uh, what holds him back, you think? Yeah, I, you know, that's a mystery to me, uh, Rosie. I voted for him. You know, he was on the ballot for 10, 10 years. He just dropped off this year, uh, and I voted for him every year. I, you know, he, he leads all second basemen in history with home runs and RBIs. He was, you know, hit behind Barry Bonds. 
or you know, you know, protected Barry Bonds. I mean, I thought he was, I thought he was just a great hitter, you know, for a long, long time. You know, I think some people, you know, kind of, you know, say he was, he was kind of a below average second baseman, but you know, I, I don't think he was. I think he was at least average. So it's a shame that he didn't get more votes. He only got forty six point five percent of the vote this this uh, you know this time around, which was like I said, his last year for eligibility. And now he goes in front of one of the veterans committees, uh, the Contemporary Players Committee, and I think the next time he can be on the ballot is two hundred twenty six. So hopefully he makes the ballot and and hopefully he gets in. Couple of names that that I know were not on your ballot, but seem to be gaining a little momentum: Alex Rodriguez, Manny Ramirez, and obviously there is a cloud over them, or they would have been in a long, long time ago. Uh, where do you still stand on players like that who have have either been implicated or, or charged, um, but suspected as as being users of performance enhancing drugs? Yeah, I, I don't vote for him, Rosie. I kind of made an exception. Well, I did make an exception with Sheffield uh, this year, but I did some research on Sheffield, and I think uh, you know it just sounded like you know he was working out with Barry Bonds. He didn't know the stuff that Bonds was giving him, giving him the 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 clear and the cream. Um, you know, were were steroid based. And I just think he was he was a great hitter, over 500 home runs. So I voted for him this year. Uh, but with A-Rod and Manny, I, I do not vote for those guys. I didn't vote for Bonds or Clemens. Uh, you know, Sosa, I didn't vote for him. I mean, you know, and and with Manny and A-Rod, there's, there's, it's, it's, it's a black and white, you know, situation. They were both suspended. They were both tested positive. Uh, you know, A-Rod was suspended for a year. Now, you know, if, you know, at first, first blush, you look at their numbers and they should be in the hall of fame. They should be first ballot guys, but uh, (coughs) excuse me, that's not the case. I just, you know, I just, I I can't vote for those guys. Omar Vizquel, obviously wildly popular here for, for obvious reasons. One of the great shortstops of his time, um, but it's it's going the other way for him in terms of percentage of vote. Uh, has just too much happened off the field for him to overcome that? You know, Rosie, I think it has. I mean, in 2020, you know, this guy had, you know, Omar had 50.2% of the vote. I mean, you know, he was on his way. I mean, in, in two or three more years, if he continued to trend that way, he would have been in. And I think he deserves to be in. But, you know, the domestic violence thing with his former wife, uh, then uh, the, the uh, lawsuit by the uh, bat boy when he was managing uh, at double A for the White Sox. It was just uh, um, he's probably going to he won't get, the you know, the 75 percent and he'll probably have to go to a veterans committee. You know, and, and it's, you know, I mean, he's still the best shortstop I ever saw. You know, the guy uh, in 2020. He had 50.2% of the vote from the writers. You know, he was on his way. He was going to be in Cooperstown. Then, you know, the the domestic violence, uh, you know, uh, you know, the charges of domestic violence by his former wife came out. Then, uh, you know, there was a lawsuit by one of the, uh, a bat boy 
um, when he was managing uh, in, in the minors for uh, the White Sox. And I think that really just sent his chances into a tailspin. This year he was he got 19.5% of the vote. So I just don't see him recovering from this, Rosie. I just hope he stays on the ballot for, for 10 full years and then gets consideration in the uh, – you know, by one of the veterans committees. It is, a, it is a shame based on his playing career on the field. And uh, again, meant so much to so many people here in Cleveland. Hoinsy, always great to check in with you. Uh, we mentioned at the top, uh, you were adding it up. You think it's 41 years. That's close enough. Um, but that's a lot. Of, I mean, more than four decades in the game. Uh, this time of year, how excited do you get uh, knowing that spring training's right around the corner and you get to do this all over again? Yeah, you get the, uh, you know, you kind of get the, uh, the feeling, Rosa. You get that vibe going. Uh, you, you, uh, you want to get to spring training. You, you know, you kind of, st- you get the itch, you know, because you're just sitting there, you know, you're just sitting there, kind of thinking about spring training, thinking about Arizona, thinking about getting the season started again. So, yeah, it's kind of, uh, you know, when January first, you know, rolls around, it. it time keeps it's things speed up and you know you're going to be in spring training pretty soon so you know it's, it's a good time of the year well it'd be great to see you out there and uh, thanks so much for your insight on on your hall of fame ballot and and just the voting in general in this 2023 season hoinsey always great to catch up thank you thanks rosie always good to catch up with paul hoins talk hall of fame voting we appreciate that we'll look forward to seeing hoinsey out at spring training in Goodyear real soon. It's uh, coming up fast as reporting dates are in a couple of weeks and the first game again February the 25th against the Reds. Stay tuned. We'll have some final thoughts after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Hang on, folks. This baby isn't over yet. Sports are easy to disagree on. Let's see what happens when sports talk hosts talk about something they agree on. Hold on. I'm saying drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Well, I disagree. I think drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. (laughs) Come on. Wait, I think we're saying the same thing. Oh, so uh, what do we do now? Everyone agrees that drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2020 and May 2021. Potential savings will vary. Jim Rosenau is back with you with Guardians Weekly, our final segment. Great to have you along with us for the show this week. And so many ways you can hear the show, either on the radio, and uh, in the case this week, it came your way at uh, 6 o'clock on our flagship station in Cleveland, WTAM, 5 o'clock in some other areas. That's when it's fed down the network line. So if your station picks it up in your neighborhood, check your local listings. But at the earliest, it would be 5 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. And in this day and age of everything being available at the touch of a button, it does turn into a podcast after it airs on the radio. And you can pick it up in podcast form wherever you like to download your favorite podcast. Until next week, thank you to Brian Matze for all of his help, as always, putting together our show. I'm Jim Rosenhouse, reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.